I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, Geeky Dees? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name's Jordan Ferguson. My name's Caitlin McKinnon. Caitlin Sassy Poncho McKinnon. Yeah, Caitlin Sassy Future Poncho McKinnon. How sassy that poncho is. It's so sassy. (laughs) If I had a Star Trek badge, you'd be like, oh my god, she's from the future. (laughs) And damn, she looks sassy. (laughs) But this, we're not here to talk about the future. We got to talk about the past first. This is episode 112 of the show. If you want to go back and listen to any of the 111 previous episodes. And some bits. And bits, odds and ends. Odds and ends. Detritus. There's a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Head on over to there. Surf the interweb. Yeah. Surf on over. Do we surf anymore? Yeah, to sure web we pages? Do. Sure we do. Surf well, on over to SoundCloud. It, it depends on how old you are. I mean, I still have... We, we surf. I catch myself surfing. And then I'm like, oh, I should just really have this as an icon somewhere. But I've like put it into Google. Um, so you know when you know when College Humor does like the Google st- sketches, like if Google was a guy? Uh-huh. And he's like, Gmail's right there. You don't have to search for it. Every so often I'm like, gee, I'm like, never mind. I know that it's right there at the corner. It's fine. So yeah. You can go to SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. All of our episodes live there. They just hang, just having a good time. <laughs> Maxing, relaxing, cooling, just waiting for you to swing on by and check them out. Yeah. Give a little follow so you can find out when a new episode goes live. It'll just be like, ping, like that. <laughs> just like that. While you are there, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can hit up a little Apple logo. A familiar looking logo. Very familiar, especially to awful hipsters. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> Don't text me it's being just jokes. like... It's just jokes. I'm not awful. You are, but that's fine. Um, you'll hit that. It'll take you to Apple Podcasts. Yes. While you're there, you can like rate and maybe leave a message. Like, I mean, it'd be nice. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. It'd be awesome. You could just be like, best podcast ever, or just Woo! like one exclamation point and then five stars. <laughs> Whatever you want. Whatever you have time for, right? You just put five stars and add this. Right? That's enough. That would be enough. We'll understand. Um, Also, while you're there, though, if you're like, I don't want to have to, like, get a notification from SoundCloud Mm -mm. and then go to SoundCloud. Oh, my God. And then, like, find the episode. It's It's terrible. Makes my arm sore just thinking about it. Just the, the the orange color scheme on SoundCloud is just really not my aesthetic. Yeah, and like my my abs just hurt thinking about having to do all that <laughs> typing. Um, <laughs> what? Why are you flexing your abs while you type? Doesn't everyone use their core muscles while they type? <clears throat> if you're not, flex your core when you type, friends. It's a good way to get some exercise in and strengthen <laughs> your core while you're doing while you're at a prone position doing office work. Especially, yeah, especially if you're you know sitting at your desk for eight hours. All day. you cubicle monkeys out there listening to the show, and I know there's more, at least a few of you. Yeah, flex your abs, um, tighten your core. Um, but if you don't want to do all that, and you're like, you know what, I already tighten my core when I type. <laughs> I just want the episodes to come to me magically. Mm-hmm. You can do that by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And then a symbol lights up the night sky to let your mans know it's time to deliver 
new episodes of the Geek Down Podcast. Jordan, do you know what that symbol is? No. It's just the word cunt. Just the word, just the word cumf. And your man's breaks his own cumf because he's just, he was chilling. He was. He was in a, he was sipping a brandy in a high back leather chair. My goodness. Looking out a large bay window at the night sky. <laughs> but he knows there's a greater good he needs to serve. And that's so that your ear hole can gently be caressed <laughs> by the sounds of our voices. Gotta fill them ear holes <laughs> with us. And your man's Chauncey Frostilicus the Third. So ready to hit them streets to give you what you need. Yeah. Large sack. People mistake him for Santa. <laughs> but like a, a leaner, slimmer, better looking Santa. Uh, better dressed. I mean, he takes it in stride. He understands. Yeah. There's only so many people flying around with sacks slung over their shoulders. Also, if it doesn't look like Chauncey or Santa, call 911. <laughs> <laughs> he is a thief. <laughs> Um, so that's how you can subscribe. So it comes magically to you. If you would like to talk to us about this process, if you'd like to take issue with things we've said on the show, like the relative distance of Australia to Japan, when compared to Toronto to Japan, there are ways you can do that. There are first, you can go to Twitter. I keep down pod. Yes. That's where thankfully, um, Jordan does all this work and post lots of cool things. It's exhausting because even just being on Twitter that long, <laughs> I may not post that much, but even just being on Twitter, getting that Twitter just ugh, all over your face is yeah, just, it's just it's not good. Not good. But we do it for you guys and we're there. We live there. Uh, we also kind of live um, on Instagram again at Geek Down Pod. Yeah. You can send us fan art of Chauncey if you like. Yes, please. Yeah. Or the, or the comf signal. I've never seen him. Yeah. Nor has he received any texts. He's got a he's got a real problem with dudes. <laughs> no, I think it's just you. <laughs> he's looking for a drop I don't, I don't, right I don't, now. I don't, to... I, don't even, I don't even have a drop for that. <laughs> how, how appalled I am. Um, about to... That's a good one. I like that one. Um, then there's also our Gmail. Uh, at Geek Down Nope. Nope. That's not how <laughs> email works. not how it works at all. Uh, GeekDownPod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, hey, you know what? I wasn't prepared for this, all right? <laughs> um, Friends, I've developed a catch in my throat about halfway through the intro, so I'm sucking on a lozenge and make Caitlin, make Caitlin drive the bus for about five was, minutes. So. <laughs> and we all know I can't drive. I have no license. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are just rocking and rolling right now. <laughs> Seat of our pants. Uh, so yes, you can email us. Seat of your fancy poncho. Yeah, my fancy, fancy sassy poncho. Um, and then finally, you can get a hold of us, sort of. Or you can leave stuff for us mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yes, the old people. Uh, old people, and those of you very cons- very non concerned, nonplussed about data security. Yep. Um, you can. Uh, Go to www.facebook.com forward slash Geek Down Pod. Uh, I hope like you stick around Facebook. We've, we've really gotten, it's really become one of the signature bits of the show. And if we don't have Facebook anymore, we're going to have to come up with something else. We're going to have to find something else to give the whole uh, address for. www.lo.com. <laughs> Peach.net, whatever the hell. That was actually a thing, wasn't it? Was it? Peach. Oh. I know. It's weird. Zip. <laughs> Zip. Zip. Zip.org. Um, and finally, if you're like, these guys sound fun. Oh my God, they're so fun. But they also sound really poor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd like to throw change at them. (laughs) Unfortunately, they don't live near me though. (laughs) 
there must be a better way to throw change at these impoverished podcasters. Uh, and there is. It's uh, <laughs> it's our Patreon. Yep. Which is patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. Mm-hmm. You can go there. There are show notes. There is a uh, music list, which I need to do a... Yes. A music list. It's, the people need it. They, the people need it. It's my turn. Um, there are, There's bonus episodes and there are levels to the amount of change you can throw at our faces. <laughs> uh, from one. Throw a single loony at our face. Yeah. To, to three. The Misha special. Sorry. International listeners. That's a, that's a dollar coin. It's a, yes. It has a loon on it. So we call it a loony. Not, not a, you don't actually throw like a, a, a crazy person at us. That's insensitive. Very. I know this from Twitter. Get up off Twitter. <laughs> Um, there is, yes. So there's the $3 Misha special. There's the $5. Wow. You really care. There's the $10. Ooh. And the 25 (laughs) and the 25. Oh my gosh. You must be rolling in it. Friends. I didn't know there were, (laughs) there were so many sound effects. Oh yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, I spent all these times on drops. Just had Caitlin here the whole time. I could have done these drops for you. Um, no, we actually appreciate every single cent people send our way. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's been able to, it's gotten me a chair. It's gotten us a mixer so we can do drops and sound better. Not so impoverished. Mm-hmm. Um, we're saving up for, uh, another microphone so we can have guests in. Who's going to use that microphone? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Guests. Guests. It'll be awesome. It will um, be awesome. And hopefully in the near future, some advertising. One never knows. And maybe merch. Yeah, we got to put it to the people more about friends. If you like want merch, a couple of you have tried, chimed up about this. We we have a connect out there in the world. Yeah. Who uh, berates us regularly for not <laughs> having merch. For not a having merch or following up on the opportunity to have merch. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of kind of rude about it. Kind of mean. He kind of hurts my feelings, but it's fine. We've been friends for a long time, so. <laughs> So I, it's just, a, it's so just how your relationship it, works. Basically. That's how most of my relationships work. <laughs> so if there's any merch you would like to see, aside from your standard boring logo t-shirt Ugh. sort of thing, Ugh. get at us. A lot of people want the Weeb Tears mug. I want the Weeb Tears mug. I want mug. the Weeb Tears mug. So, I mean, that'll probably be coming soon. Copyright. Jordan Ferguson, Caitlin McKinnon, 2018. Don't steal our shit. Damn right. But yes, get at us. At any of the aforementioned socials, if you have ideas for merch, because it's a conversation we need to have soon. Yeah. Get them revenue streams going. Um, and that's it. I think that's it's all the like... That's the preamble. The preamble all wrapped up in like a nice bow. <laughs> so what now? Um, my, I'm mostly excited about this. So... Oh, oh my gosh, you are right. Your relationships are about insulting each other. I busted in and called you a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wish that was a lie. <laughs> but I, I busted in and called him a motherfucker because I brought him snacks. So we're recording so early today, y'all. <laughs> so early. On a Saturday. On a, I, neither of us got to sleep in. I worked last night. I came home. I'm still in my work clothes. I have like gunk and grime all over me. I'm in house shoes and like sweatpants. Good Barely times. holding it together because Caitlin wanted to come early. And one of the things, Caitlin was like, I'll bring you snacks. And I said, Nations, which is this, we're longtime listeners or recent listeners will know. She's mentioned a few times the international grocery store out Hamilton Way that she raves about all the time. That's amazing. I said, Nations. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm joking. And she's like, no, I was, that's actually where I'm going. Yeah. So she kicked in the door this morning. I was like, motherfucker, I brought you snacks. 
Yeah. So we have not looked at the snacks. Well, she has because she bought them. Because I bought them. I have not looked at the so snacks. I do have to say, um, the what I brought you is maybe a one hundredth of what is there. A hundredth of what's on offer. And I, I was actually getting panicky because I was like, I don't know. There's too much. Nations fresh food. Just nations of the world on here. My God. Thank you for shopping. Oh, so yeah, there are uh, multiple locations. Ooh, Tor- there's, there's one in Eglinton? Uh, in Mississauga. Oh. So uh, Mississauga listeners, i.e. stupid Matt. Go down twenty nine thirty three Eglinton Avenue. We gotta get. I'm just giving out the ad, plugging the address. We gotta get nations as a sponsor nations here. money for this. Um, or if you're in Toronto, yes, I had mentioned once before. I thought there was one at the Stockyards, which is at nineteen eighty St. Clair Avenue West. Go and hit that up. It, they're amazing. I love them so much. I wish I could just like shop every so just, day there. So I'm just gonna reach in here. Yeah, some of the stuff is doubled, and there's out a reason why. A Caitlin's snot rag or my <laughs> snot rag. I don't know what that was first. Of course, that's where my hand went immediately. There were drinks in here, so let's start yeah. with drinks. What the hell is that? So I got panicky because there's so many snacks and I didn't know what to do. So, all right. This is the first thing I pulled out. <clears throat> uh, it's it's called Pear Drax. Right? What even is that? It's from Barbados. It's a sparkling pear drink from Barbados. Who knows, right? Who knows? Another beverage. It's in here. <laughs> po- Postoban. Manzana apple flavored soda. Well, this just says it comes from Brooklyn. I don't know where this originates from, but right. Post postal bond. I did have something yesterday because I was very thirsty. Mm. Um, it it was uh, Sue Sung Sarsaparilla or something. <laughs> Sue Sung Sarsaparilla. It was amazing. But then I was drinking it and going, this tastes like it could possibly have sarsaparilla in it. Uh, Caitlin has included an entire salami. Sorry, sarsaparilla in it, um, which is carcinogenic, by the way. Sarsaparilla is carcinogenic. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's unfortunate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Italy's a nation. So I just, just really love salami. I just copped a whole salami. <laughs> I absolutely adore salami. It's crazy. Especially because I can't have cheese anymore. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's a fancy ramen, y'all. So it's actually, they're called... I don't even know what flavor this is, but... Is it boxcar ramen? It, it What's it called? I don't know. Yeah, it's got like a streetcar on it, so... But there's a series of them, and I got I got all of them. Got all of them? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah! Oh, there's a red one and a blue one. And there's and yeah, they each have a different like streetcar on them. I think in the label at the bottom it said something like a boxcar ramen or something. These are from the Sao Tao Company. Shady ass ramen listeners out there, <laughs> want to mock me for not knowing the ramens of Don't the world? Don't even know. Ooh, I like this one. This one has a double-decker bus on it. What? Are, oh, okay. Here it is. This is the uh, trolley noodle. Trolley. That's it. It wasn't boxcar. Trolley. This is, it's, this is chicken soup. Then we have... Uh, this is just plain trolley noodle, which is beef soup. I'm saying... Ooh, another trolley noodle. Wonton soup. Ooh, well, fuck up some wonton soup. Right. Noodles. Doesn't it look so fucking fancy? <laughs> I mean, for like instant ramen. We've established fancy ramen is the best ramen. Oh, some sort of bag of something. I don't even know what these is. I don't know either. Though guy popcorn snacks. They got a little weird guy that on looks them. Looks like it came from Devil Man Crybaby sitting on the front of it. <laughs> kind of horrifying. Some sort of popcorn snack. I, I don't know. I don't know. My God, we're still going. How much? 
Girl, how much money? This was not necessary. You didn't even spend it. It wasn't that expensive because nothing's that expensive there. Like, what even is this? <laughs> Every burger. It's like a burger candy or burger snack. It is like a burger snack. It's 21 grams of sugar in it, so I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't shown you Long Long Man. That's what I need to show you. Speaking of Japanese snacks. <laughs> I would like to see Long Long Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> There's another one in there. It's some other <coughs> flavor. It also has a guy on it. Jingzai fish, hot and spicy. We do not even know what these are. <laughs> these are just like dried sardines. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, he's back. He's got a blue shirt on. Yeah. Same guy. Different shirt. No, I think that's the same shirt. Just <laughs> with the paint, just paint bucket tool. Uh, <laughs> a little different. Oh, God. Sorry. I'll hit the microphone. Oh, yeah. Girl came through with the matcha Kit Kats. You know how they go. And, okay, yeah, I, th- I think that's it. That, that That's that's it this time. That's the haul. Good Lord. So, just by looking at this, yeah. Caitlin was right. <laughs> Nations is possibly the greatest grocery store in the world. It is. And I may have to go on a field trip myself. Or we could both go one day because there's one in Toronto. Yeah. Accessible by the TTC, and I don't live that far from it. And we do... The people love a good geek down field trip, especially when snacks are involved. So. Of course, because snacks always need to be involved in field trips. So, uh, listeners, hang tight. Yeah. Because we're going to do some radio magic and eat some fucking snacks. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so excited. BRB. Friends, Kayla McKinnon is in a happily committed relationship. And her and I are living proof that men and women can be the platonic ideal of friendship. But I'm here to tell you, I kind of want to marry her right now. Right, me eating salami. <laughs> Y'all, hop on that Twitter and see the photos of everything she brought here today. I am so contented right now. There's a lot of stuff. Take a take another swig of this. What the fuck was it called? Pasta bun. Pasta bun. Apple soda. Very subtle. It's not like sour puss. Like no. apple flavor, right? It actually no. kind of tastes like a real apple. It's jam-packed with sugar, but it's not like... Make your teeth hurt sugar? No. Like, it's even... Probably it has as much or more sugar than a Coke, but, like, doesn't make my entire mouth hurt like a Coke does at this point. Because <laughs> I'm old. Yeah, the little freaking rice cake things and... The hamburger the, candy? <laughs> little little crunchy cookie chocolate hamburgers, <laughs> y'all. That had little sesame seeds on the top. <laughs> Who goes... Asia? God damn it. Go to that level of detail. The only one that's like gave us pause, but we're not mad at it, are the like strange fish snacks. Yeah. Which are just actually fish. Yeah. <laughs> they come in little foil packets. That are like sealed tight. It, they're kind of vacuum sealed. It, uh, <laughs> Kate didn't like the comparison, but I'm like, they got a real like fancy feast, uh, wet, <laughs> wet cat food kind of vibe to them. And I was like, oh, no, they do. <laughs> but, but Kate brought up a very good point. Mm-hmm. You cook up some rice, crack open one of them fancy feasts, <laughs> sprinkle it on your rice. Probably be fucking awesome. Yeah. And like everything was was pretty cheap, right? Like the, like the noodles, they come with like two packs of noodles and they're like the nice instant ramen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like maybe three bucks. That's 150 each. Nations, y'all. Nations. Especially the one in Hamilton. <laughs> I, I, only because I don't know what the one in Toronto is like. It could be like they jacked up all their prices because it's Toronto. Um, but I can just tell you that uh, 
like six pork buns for two dollars is kind of my jam. Kind of the jam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we're both very happy right now. <laughs> we have nothing more to say because we're just. I've had a lot of salami. <laughs> full of salami, and apple soda, and matcha Kit Kats. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Kate. Yeah. Turned a bit of a corner. You have. Your man's been on a bit of a tear this week. What kind of tear? You know what kind of tear. What kind of tear? The audience wants to know. <laughs> it's the kind of tear that brings records into this house from all over the world. Oh, that the one where you spend all kinds of money to get not all kinds of money though, because here's the thing. And listen, I'm I'm looking I'm looking around right now because mm-hmm. I don't want him to hear. I feel like I already kind of knew this. I feel like I've already kind of said it on the show. Cosmos is kind of a ripoff artist. Kind of. Kind of. Like. I got two Tatsuro records off of eBay yeah. from Face Records in New York. Yeah. Probably cost me about 50 bucks for both of them shipped. Mm-hmm. One of these records, the worst one, <laughs> I mean, they're both fine, but one's clearly better than the other one. The worst one was uh, sitting there physically over a Cosmos and it was 60 bucks just for it. Well, now you know. And I was talking I was talking to Hisa about another record, this Yumi Matsutoya record, and... uh He's and I have also turned a corner because now he just he sends me DMs about anime. Oh, He's giving me his early, right. his early spring 2018 anime <laughs> recommendations, which were in line with the stuff I already wanted to check out. I'm like, oh, Golden Kamui is that good? All right, I'm going to check that out. Amazing. Um, and at one point in there, I think he had mentioned that this record I was talking about they had at the warehouse, but he was like, because you never quite know, right? Because English is not his first language, so right. sometimes... I never, sometimes I don't exactly know what he's saying, but I think he was basically telling me to like hold off because he had a copy of the warehouse. And I'm like, my dude, I just bought that off of Discogs for $7. $7? $7. You did not. With the OB. What? $7? And nobody wants this record. It's like garbage to them, but it's got one like sweet ass, like groovetastic jam on it that I love. Um, yeah, it's $7. And I got the one honorary album I was missing for 15 And I guarantee you that would be at what? least. Yeah, like we got 50 bucks for all of it shipped. So, so those are my four that are already on the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's it. Right. Cool out. Yep. You know, vacay pay, royalty money, and that's a nice little splurge. Yep. Like 100 bucks. Cool. Awesome. You got a record for $7. That's a just for like $7. an amazing feeling. Japanese record for $7. Come on, no. Can't wait to stun on Instagram with these. But, you know, Discog sends its daily evil. I've mentioned this before. Yes. The one that just lets you know, hey, buddy. What's going on? Just wanted to let you know that uh, some records you've been looking for, they're out there in the marketplace. They're just floating. It's, uh, maybe you want to check these out. They could be another $7 find. May- maybe. Maybe, Caitlin McKinnon. I know how this stuff works. <laughs> so, the, uh, but it only gives you like the best of the best in the email. Right. You can be like, you know, check out the other 40 things from your want list that are sitting on the marketplace here. Yeah. So, I was like going to bed and I was like, well, let me check this out. And and one record that I've had on there for a long time is the um the the marquee release by Toshiki Karumatsu, who I mentioned before. He's like the yin to Tatsurozi Yang. Right. Sort of the guitar playing, city pop, composing, producing <laughs> type of dudes. And I've seen this record at Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Usually around 120. What? That's not even that bad. Uh. Like, if I was ever gonna do it. I would have done it at Cosmos because a lot of the prices I see are like 60 to 70 US. So you factor exchange and shipping. Okay. So you spend an extra five, $10 at Cosmos to have it immediately, not to wait for it. Wow. 
Um, but still, because it's like at that price, I'm always like, Mm-mm. nope, nope. But I'm looking, and it wasn't even the price. The price was fine. Yeah, sixty five US. Yeah. That's not what gave me pause, though. What gave me pause was the location. Right. It's always tell you where it's coming from. Yeah. Often it's Japan. Occasionally it's England. Yeah. It's Germany. Okay. Canada. Canada. And I said, oh, let me investigate this more closely. Take a little dip through. All items ship from Toronto. <gasps> you don't say. This could be your next door neighbor. I'm from Toronto. I'm like, what the fuck do I have to lose? I message homie. He's like, hey, I'm looking at this. I'm local. Like... Are you? Do you have a store or like? Is there a way to do this? And he's like, "Yeah, I'll take it off. I'll take it down if you want to meet up." And oh my gosh! I was like, "How much do you want for it?" You're asking sixty-five US. He's like, "I'll give me 80 Okay, it's not. It's not cheap. No, I'm not saying it's cheap. I'm not saying it's the deal of the cinch. No, but for that record, yeah, it's a pretty good cop. So I'm now like a drug deal, like. <laughs> going to meet a stranger to cop a record see see so if i uh get murdered today yep uh police contact caitlin mckinnon yep i'm legitimately going to give her all the information when we're off air uh i have this gentleman's phone number his email address and uh, his name on discogs you can contact me through facebook (laughs) police please contact her um i would like to point out the difference though Hmm. between you and i (laughs) you would never do this well, no. Yeah, I would. I'm stupid. Um, but if <laughs> it was something I wanted, like, yeah, I'll meet up with you. Um, I would never, I could not spend that money on something. But that's your thing, right? That's the only thing you spend money on. And as said, that's about my ceiling. I've yeah. never spent three digits yeah. on a single record. Um, uh, but I have trouble, like, <laughs> there's literally been a uh, a milk bag sorter. No, it's not a sorter. It's like a organizer oh my God, for your you've fridge. Me- you've mentioned this before. You yeah. still haven't bought the fucking it's, milk bag it's sorter. It's still sitting in my cart on Amazon because it's like, it's like ten bucks, and I'm like, I'm going uh, to patrons. I hope you're fine with it. I'm going to wire her fifteen dollars no, from the patron. It's not that I don't necessarily have the money. It's just spending money is a problem spending money is a problem and i don't i don't like it like i'm only, only because i've been flushed this week have i been like woo do it up yeah but i'm even like i'm a little antsy about spending this money today because yeah. that's like homie you just got like five records from overseas yeah. in like a week is this gonna satiate you for a little while well record store days next week but <laughs> <laughs> and like, yo fucking frau frau got reissued on vinyl for the first time ever yeah details uh-huh Fucking Imogen Heap guy, yeah. Sigsworth record. I know it's pronounced frou-frou. I refuse. Um, Just out of principle? Toxic masculinity. I refuse <laughs> <laughs> to admit that I own a record called frou-frou. Um, early aughts, early 20s, yeah. Soups Emotion Jordan yeah. is here for <laughs> that. Amazing. You don't even, we don't even need to talk about how much I listen to that. The fucking record pining for women who would never love me back in in small town ontario wow it sounds like a whole bunch of books (laughs) it sounds like easily a third of canlet in the last 30 years um yeah so you know i saw that that got reissued Um, i'm gonna hold off because some stores have sales on record store day yeah and again maybe 
Maybe. Maybe. I'm at the point now where a week ago, before this thing with meeting the dude happened, yeah. that was a given. Like, I was buying Frau Frau. <laughs> you say it so angrily. I'm mad. I'm mad. Frau Frau. Like, that was a given. That and, like, another, like, record by this jazz pianist named Weldon Irvine that, like, I $300 record. I'm like, I'm never going to have huh. it. That got reissued but from some New York label. Ooh. Because this is why reissues are great, you assholes. Shut up. <laughs> As you can tell, he is still angry about this. Still never not angry. Hashtag never not angry. <laughs> Jordan Ferguson, 2018. It's true, everyone. Um, He's like, why aren't these snacks, why aren't they smaller? They're cuter. Why is this hamburger This hamburger so small. It could be smaller. Um, so yeah, before that happened with this, you know, Katamatsu record, that was a given. Like I was heading out to record store day. I was like, let me find these reissues. Let me do this up. Right. And that was going to be my like pin right. for the month of April. Right. This is technically like the pin. I'm still going to go out for record store day because it's like me and Leah, the Brazilians, like your thing, friend anniversary. Yeah, kind of. Because uh, the infamous story is, I was just going to check it out. Leah and I had never hung out outside of work. Yeah, and she just kind of invited herself on my <laughs> <laughs> on my record store day outing. I was like, oh, okay. And then didn't you go for amazing Brazilian food? Um, not that day. Oh, okay. We have since been shouts to the steakhouse on Ossington. Anyway, yes, this will satiate me. For a while. For a while. I'm hoping. Because I'm really... The thing is, collector talk, tie it back into the, the overarching themes of the show. Right. The impulse to collect is these things not having things. Right. Collecting is as much about not having things as it is about amassing them. Right. The drive to collect is because you don't have these things. Something like the Katamatsu record, something that I could have had, I passed on a few times. And then you felt stupid. And then I felt... Not even stupid. The Army records, I felt stupid because I could have got those for cheap and they took me a long time to get um, I've seen Katamatsu floating around a long time. I always knew what it was going to go for. I'm getting kind of a deal on it, but once I get it, that's another like huge bullet point on like the city pop cannon right. down. Yeah. So you start to hit this like, well, I'm sure there's other stuff, but I don't know what it is yet. Right. So you go back into digging in research phase, that whole in light of Ready Player One, which I think we need to see just to have the larger conversation on it. And I've told been told that I've been told specifically that because I already know what the bullshit is, I'd actually really enjoy it. Really? Like, because I know of all the, like, the horrible stuff, <laughs> I'll enjoy all the, like, fun um, 80s, 90s child stuff. Because I've heard one adjective. Actually, I didn't have time. I actually wanted to make time to see it this week specifically because I've heard one adjective used repeatedly about right. this movie that okay. just I've never heard used on a movie before. Evil. What? I've heard multiple critics say that this movie is evil. Is like evil oh. with its just hollow simulacrum of culture presented as you know an interesting, in, an interesting idea. Like I'll play it for you on the break. Andy Greenwald yeah. over on the watch. Yeah. Like he was basically saying, if this is the best we can do. We deserve everything we get. Oh, ow. <laughs> like, yeah. He drops on that show because that's the heaviest bomb you're ever going to drop. <laughs> um, and I just never heard a movie described as evil like that before. Like, people are like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> Andy's point was like, you know who doesn't need to be coddled? You know who doesn't need this movie? Fucking nerds. Like, 90% of culture coddles to them at this point. Yeah. Um, they don't need it anymore. So, though I do run into people who don't like know what 
Star Trek or Star Wars is from time to time. Oh, they must live a wonderful life. And I just, no, I just, I feel bad for them, but also confused. <laughs> I was like, but how? How do you not know? Yeah. And um, then I realized that I am a big dork. <laughs> but the thing that I've heard about recently on the heels of the Ready Player One discussion is the sort of, um, I don't know exactly the terms, don't come for me, but it's like curatorial fandom i think it's curatorial versus transformative fandom right and curatorial is very kind of male and it's like it's the amassing knowledge it's the knowing name of everything in every place whereas transformative is kind of more feminine in as much as they like the thing but they go and like do fanfic or fan art yeah and make stuff inspired by it they don't care about what fucking you know the make and model of Greedo's gun. Like, right. they don't 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 come for me. I don't care. Um, <laughs> that's not what they care about. But the value, especially as illustrated in something like Ready Player One, where basically like you know, part of your success is hinges hinges upon whether or not you know, fucking the director of the Take on Me video type of thing. Like, though uh, I have I do get to say that senior correspondent saw it. Mm-hmm. He was the one, in fact, who's like, so you, we already know what the bullshit is. So <laughs> it's like, you can actually enjoy it a little bit more. But if you went in cold, you'd probably be like walking Ugh. out with a pitchfork. Is this? Um, so I'm interested, actually. So maybe that is going to be our, our next bonus video. Is maybe we'll, we'll go. Maybe we'll take a trip. I've got points. I got <laughs> scene points. She's, she's got points, y'all. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so now that we've talked about... All uh, kinds of shit. All kinds of stuff, but but specifically like your things that are important to you, uh, meaning like records and collecting and stuff. Yes. We now get to talk about two of two very important things to me. Hit me. Also, but like slash news, <laughs> but they're news because hey, if the news coincides them. with things that I care about, you care about. We don't talk about music much on the show. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I meant like you don't. We okay. You're right. I don't talk much about music on this show. Yes. Um, we do in fact talk a lot about music, mostly. But though we talk it in the capacity of like you collecting or perfume mm. or that kind of thing. <laughs> what we need to talk about Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Caitlin has takes <laughs> on the Buck situation. So, for those of you who don't know. Uh, a couple things. <laughs> I was gonna message you. I thought of you. I didn't know if that, but I didn't know if current the current workings of the Mac uh, really really affected your day to day. Apparently, apparently so. it does. Okay, so first thing you need to know is that Fleetwood Mac is basically one of my favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. This is directly due to a friend named Hollis who introduced them to me when we were in high school, and I was like. Why have I never heard Fleetwood Mac before? And then I was like, oh, I have heard Fleetwood Mac before. Um, so I've been to two of their concerts. I was super excited because uh, Christine McVie came back after like a 10-year hiatus of not touring, came back to tour Fleetwood Mac. So they were planning their third tour. And I, the last time I went alone, because the tickets were so expensive, this time I was like, I'll take Senior Correspondent with me. He's mm-hmm. never been. He's going to – he now loves Fleetwood Mac because <laughs> I made him listen to it so much. I basically brainwashed him into liking them. Um and then one day I'm at work, working away, and a uh, friend and colleague uh, named da- David came in and said, I don't know if it means anything to anybody, but uh, Lindsay Buckingham got fired from Fleetwood Mac, and I basically lost my shit. I was like, what? 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 What are you talking about? Okay, what? Clue me in, though, because the story I saw said he quit. 
apparently he has he's been fired though quit fired knowing Fleetwood Mac it was probably they had a big fight about something maybe it was <laughs> drugs maybe it was creative differences maybe someone was having an affair with someone you don't know it could be rumors you all over never again know. Um, every, during rumors, everyone was doing cocaine. Maybe they've gone back to that. Who knows? So you know what worked for us before? <laughs> All that cocaine. cocaine. Um, so they they were preparing a tour. So there could have been tensions arising over that. Um, but the broader news is that Lindsey Buckingham was fired. Um, the people replacing him are Mike Campbell. See, they need two people to replace him. That's what I was going to say. I uh, read that. They need two guitarists to do the work of one Lindsay, Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. And I've been in concert. I can absolutely attest to that. Hey, I've seen him play. It's a weird-ass style, and he does a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> just Buck- Lindsay Buckingham is a lot. Let's just <laughs> put it that way. Um, so, Mike Campbell and Neil Finn from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers is going to be going on tour with Fleetwood Mac. I, I hopefully... Tickets are a lot less expensive. I don't know if I'm going now. It just doesn't have the same magic. Really? You know, you wouldn't go. Well, right. He sings too, right? Yeah. So. And he he does this guitar solo, and it every time he does it, I'm like, he's a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> he's a guitar wizard. Um. So yeah. So that's one chunk of just like I'm like half heartbroken, half hoping like it's some sort of publicity stunt. <laughs> like I just or that they get things sorted out before the tour starts like yeah yeah one never knows halfway through the tour they might be like uh, yeah you know what's cool money squash this yeah or like him and Christine McVie went on a tour together did they they did it was yeah it was McVie Buckingham and they like oh, shit they put on an album too didn't they yeah, yeah yeah like they did this thing together so recently there's it's everything's been fine but yeah who knows um Next bit of very important news, it, like it comes from my soul, my mm-hmm. joy of this is, and I, on Facebook, I said, shut your faces and announce the news, <laughs> which was that Neil Gaiman is bringing back uh, Mervyn Peake's right. Gormenghast. Now. Uh, Caitlin, what is Gormenghast? Gormenghast is a, is a story set in another universe where all the people of, I guess you would say, like, the city, live in this, like, old castle. And you no one leaves the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a couple of characters, um, specifically Pike, is that his name? I think it's Pike. Um, and sort of his rise from, like, kitchen boy to high priest. And he's, like, evil, and it's amazing, and it's weird. It's so weird. Um, And it's an amazing series of fantasy books. And it it basically, Neil Gaiman has the same thought I do, that it is like, if, okay, people are going to come for me, only because I think that Gormenghast is better than Lord of the Rings. Shots fired! Shots fired! Not shots, like, here's the thing. Lord of the Rings... They spent... <laughs> here's, the here's the thing. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. They spent like three... Or Tolkien spent like three chapters on the fucking magic forest. And then fucking Tom Bombadil shows up. Everyone knows how I feel about Tom Bombadil. He's a fuck. And he should get out of there. And no one gives a shit. Out with Tom Bombadil. Hey, listen. I couldn't even read the fucking books the first time I tried. Right? Because I'm like, boring. leave the fucking Shire. I'm reading about this party for like 100 pages. What the hell? Right? So, and it was... I mean... They were both revolutionary. 
unfortunately, Gormenghast does not get any credit. Like, no one knows what Gormenghast is, really. Like, I talk to people and they've never even heard of the thing. Say, is it technically considered gothic? Is that where I heard of it? Or is it just a weird <laughs> thing Neil Gaiman, I heard Neil Gaiman talk about? It's a weird thing you've heard Neil Gaiman talk about. Right. Um, it's, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's fantasy, but it's weird fantasy. Um, anyway, so he, he has the support of, uh, Fabian Peake, which is, um, uh, Mervyn Peake's, um, son or child. Um, I'm not going to make judgments. Maybe Fabian is a girl. Um, (laughs) but, uh, the, the last time it was on a screen was in 2000. It was a BBC miniseries. It had Jonathan Rhys Mayers in it, um, being spooky and evil, which he does very (laughs) well. Um, and yeah, and it's Neil Gaiman. And Neil Gaiman loves these books. And when Neil Gaiman loves something, he makes it amazing. Yes, you do. So I'm super freaking psyched. <laughs> Problem, though. Mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman is working on or has worked on, is in the middle of the second season of American Gods. And Good Omens. And he's working on Good Omens. And I think he has, like, there's another project. And he's, he's overseeing on this. that, like, Sandman expanded universe thing for yeah. DC. Like, and I just when does the man sleep? When does he eat? <laughs> think Neil got too many jobs? Think Gormagas is going to get the the short shrift? I don't think it's. I just think it's going to take a while, mm. and I'm going to have to wait, and I'm going to be sad. <laughs> so I might watch Gormagas the 2000 and make senior correspondent watch it with me. <laughs> watch the old school Gormagas. Yeah, tide you over. Yeah, exactly. Um. Other things, news sort of related, mm-hmm. trailers. There have been trailers? There have been trailers. God, I'm in such a um, bubble lately. I would have thought that Mary Shelley would be my wheelhouse, right? I love um, that era. I love Mary Shelley. I love Frankenstein. Um, Not the Frankenstein Chronicles. No. Until the end. Well, they were good until the end. <laughs> um, what I can't remember. Dakota Fanning's sister. Elle Fanning? Elle Fanning. Has the worst British accent of <laughs> anyone I've ever heard, and I cannot, I couldn't watch the whole trailer. What's the trailer for? Mary Shelley. Oh. It's a movie called Mary Shelley. She okay. plays Mary Shelley, and she's terrible. And you could have had a number of wonderful British actresses who have a British accent. Instead, you get an American actress who's great, but cannot do a British accent. It is like nails scraping down a chalkboard. Um, so watch that if you'd like to feel that experience. Kate has opinions, y'all. <laughs> I have opinions. Finally, fun, interesting, weird turn of events. Star Wars a solo movie or solo mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. Uh, a new trailer came out. Yes. The movie looks like fun. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It made me laugh out loud at one part <laughs> in the trailer, which I didn't think was going to be a thing. So maybe it's the only laugh in the entire movie. <laughs> maybe. Um, but if it's a heist movie, I'm like cool with that. It looks like it's going to be like a train job. So, yeah. The, the turbulent history production of the solo movie. Yeah. From switching directors to the alleged acting coach required for the lead. To... Well, I found out a bit more about that, actually. Hmm. It wasn't that he couldn't act because he's acted in things before and been pretty good. It was that he wasn't acting enough like Harrison Ford. Oh. So they wanted him to pick up, I guess, some mannerisms and stuff. Mm. So there are a couple spots in the trailer where I'm like, man, he looks like Harrison Ford. But his hair's doing weird things still. So work that out. Come on, hair department. Work that out. 
Glover working that Billy D vibe. Yeah. He did a really good job. Gangsta leaning. <laughs> Gangsta yeah. leaning in the chair. Yeah. Shirt open to his navel. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Really excited about this, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So besides that, that's all the news I've got. All right. I do have some updates. Hit me. Do you have any updates? Yes. Oh, you want me to go first, though? Sure. Okay. Fine. You're on a roll. Just go. All right. Um, so as I said, and we've mentioned a bazillion times, Kumpf is basically the show Here's of Hit Raison d'etre. I have found the comfiest British Kumpf that there has ever existed. You better. That's it's a bold statement. It's it's the comfiest British. We don't have, we only have the comf belt out lightly. The <laughs> no. comf belt isn't like a championship belt. It's like a robe tie <laughs> for your comfy robe. Yes, and you also get the slippers to match. Yes, um, it is called. It's on Netflix. Please watch it. It's called Big Dreams, Small Spaces. Big Dreams, Small Spaces. It's a fucking gardening show. Oh my god! But it is so good. Um, you have taken that like. You know, the people who were, like, advocating for Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Like, the surprising people who were, like, it's the best show. And you've just, like, outcomfed them. I know what I've done? I've come up and I've just slapped them in the <laughs> face. Yeah. I've just been like, bitch, here. Get some fucking gardening in your life. So, the the guy who run, who hosts the show, his mm-hmm. name is Monty Don. Mon- Mon- Monty he's Don. the most British motherfucker you've ever set your eyes on. His mannerisms, his like soft-spoken English accent, his he's very proper. Uh, he always has a cup of tea in his hand. Like it's unbelievable. He is referred to many times in the show as England's favorite gardener. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I don't know if it's a long list, but but now he's my favorite gardener. So that's all that matters. Um. So what they do is they. Every every episode, they take two people or sets of people, and they see the progress of them making their dream garden. They start – he visits them in March, sees what their plans are, um, helps them with their plan, talks about what they want to do, and then they, they, they do it. And then he comes back at like, in, like, June um, and sees what their progress is like. Then has them go visit a garden that is kind of epitomizes what they want. And then he comes back in August and like parties with them. <laughs> there, there's no, there, there are no stakes. Um, there's no drama there. It just, it's so comfy. It sounds amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> and I've watched so many episodes and it was so just a like, I'm just our, our housemates were watching it at one point and they really were into gardening and I was like ah well I'll kind of I'll take a look and it's amazing it's magic is magic um and besides watching that I've been reading I've continued this reading streak Burks Burks indeed um of course ding of course I'm reading a, a Kelly Link book mm-hmm. and Kelly Link is my favorite author um it's called Get in Trouble. It's from 2016. She only writes short stories, Kelly Link. So it's another short story collection. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Pulitzer Prize finalist. And it is amazing. Amazing. And maybe three stories in. Um, and I to describe Kelly Link, I'm just going to throw out some random literary words. Slipstream, magic realism, new <laughs> weird, and speculative fiction. There you go. Look those up. There you go. Yeah. 
It's amazing. It's so good. She's amazing. I love her so much. I wish she would make more things. Caitlin bringing me Kelly Link last year made my end of year list. Yeah. Another endorsement for Kelly Link. Yeah. So go go out there. Buy Kelly Link. Her books are always on sale because no one knows who she is. (laughs) Make people know who she is. Say her name. Say her name. Bastion. Say my name, Bastion. Oh, God. So, yeah. That's me. That's, That's all the stuff that's been going on. All right. So... So much wrestling, you guys. And this, as I wanted to know, why is that? Just because I was home. I'm not usually off and it's not usually available to me. And also, listen, the television show on its own is like five hours a week. What? They have a three hour show on Monday. And another two-hour show on Tuesday. And this is just, this is wrestling. Yeah, this and is like just. And like all the stuff in between. WWE Raw is on Mondays. SmackDown Live is on Tuesdays. And that's not even taking like NXT into account. So this is going to be a really stupid question. Mm. I have not seen wrestling on television since maybe the early 90s. In Canada, I don't know where you would anymore. Yeah, like where do you watch wrestling? I watch it on the high seas um, ah. so I can watch it live. Unusually, to keep up, I just watch YouTube clips. Okay. Like, and I know if you're in the States, there's like a, sounds like my dream. It's like they take the three-hour show and edit it down to 90 minutes for Hulu Ooh. type of thing. But yeah, normally I just, between their Instagram, will give you like the biggest bullet points or I just check the, yeah, I just check YouTube uh, the day after. Not even the day after. If something happens on eight, it's usually on YouTube by like, you know, 10. Okay. Um, they're very fast. But because it was WrestleMania weekend and I was home, I was like, yeah, I'll be part of it. Because the thing is, the crowds for the shows, yeah, the days after WrestleMania are insane because it's just the crowd that went to WrestleMania the night before. Right. So it is global, for one. So people come from all over the world to travel to go to WrestleMania. That seems crazy. And then they are the ones that like... Do not, we've talked before about Daniel Bryan and getting over because the fans refused to like take what they were being given. Yeah. It was these type of fans. Like these are the fans who during the main event at WrestleMania chanted, this is awful. Like (laughs) they're very passionate people. They are very very passionate and they do not care. Uh, So yeah, I watched a bunch of wrestling. Both of our faves uh, lost Oscar, Oscar streak, 900 something day undefeated streak. Yeah. Was uh, was ended by Charlotte Flair. It's so it's so funny because so you gave me the clip or whatever, and I was watching stuff, and all I could see in the in the comments below was like, "This is the only person I would let her lose to." And then right after, you had commented, "This the is the thing. only person I'd let her lose to." Um, I mean, she had to lose at some. You know, Oscar had to lose at some point. Um, and they put on a hell of a match. It was easily one of the best matches of the night. If it had been a different card basically so i was watching it live um which i haven't done i haven't watched wrestlemania live in a long ass time right since it was in detroit and a friend of mine held up a sign that said jordan smells uh (laughs) (laughs) who was in attendance uh yeah i have a still photo of it somewhere i can find oh that's so good um so yeah i was watching it live and Asuka tapped and I like I sent I sent you cry face emojis like yeah. the second after it happened because I was legit like shaken up. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe she I couldn't believe she lost. And then yeah, Shinsuke lost his match and not only did he lose his match, turned heel 
Yeah. Shinsuke's a bad guy now. So this is going to be fun. And I really love Shinsuke. I love how weird he is. He makes me happy. He's a, he's a giant weirdo. Um, and Samoa Joe came back. We had a bunch of call-ups from NXT. Meaning right. Like, you know, they, they've, they've, they've been down there in Florida mm-hmm. honing their craft. And now they're like, you know what? You're good. Come on up. We're going to put you on the big show. That's always exciting. It is exciting. Um, who did we get? Oh, Ember Moon. You saw one of her matches, right? You thought her outfit was, was ridiculous. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, she got called up to Raw. And a couple of other, uh, couple other girls, girls, women, they're wrestlers. Right. They're not girls. Jordan. They're wrestlers. They're not cheerleaders. Female wrestlers um, came up to the other show and beat the shit out of Charlotte. Like, oh, fun. Like, yeah, it was fun. I was like, take that. But yeah, definitely not. I mean, listen, it's not a thing I want to do all the time. Yeah. Because who has that kind of time investment? Like, and you've got to buy records. And I have, when, how am I going to find out about the new records if I'm watching wrestling for like three hours a week? Yeah. But it's a good time. WrestleMania is the best, it's the best season. They're actually, it's about like it doesn't stop because like normally that would be the Super Bowl and then there'd be like four months. Right. Where they would have off. Mm, the, the, the train don't stop. Like. No. They got a show in Saudi Arabia. What? In a few, uh, few weeks and. They're calling it the greatest Royal Rumble. They're going to have a Royal Rumble with like 50 people in it. What? The Undertaker's coming back to wrestle a match, even though he's retired like three times. He's coming back to wrestle Chris Jericho, who is like technically not signed. He's just coming back for like a one-off match for this. Like, Man. Because it's Saudi Arabia and, you know, I don't know if a cha-ching yeah. drop here yet. But like Saudi Arabia probably paid some big-ass money to get this show. And they're like, you better bring it. Um, so that's the one thing I've been watching. Violet Evergarden. Yeah. She's still... She says she still believes Gilbert's alive. Uh-oh. But he does not come back. Mm. The ending wasn't perfect, but he didn't come back. Mm. He was not a reward for her. There was a thing later on where, like, I, I did I did gasp and get worked up a bit oh. during the ending. Oh. She was basically trying to stop a train from exploding. And she was, like, pulling the brake. Basically, she tears her own arm off. While she ah. was, like, ah. She's got those mechanical arms, right? She, like, yep. tears one of them off while she's, like, trying to. Still really freaky. Yeah, it was kind of upsetting to watch. Um, not perfect, but but it's it's on your Netflix. It's a good checkout. Hmm. I talked about it too much to ever give it to Caitlin, but I mean, I had very high hopes for this show at the beginning. You did give it to me. Did I? Yeah. You, we did not talk about it on this show, did we? Oh, yes. We did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm old and it's early in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, come on now. Yeah, so it wasn't, if you watched, if you binged it all, maybe you'd be more forgiving, but I like had a lot of start stop to my watching right. of it. But I think seven and a half. Okay. Scraping an eight, maybe. Okay. Um, if I watch it all again in one shot. And uh, yeah, the only other thing I've been watching is, uh, I said before, because I read the book and it made me really want to watch it again. Uh, hey, what's up? Are we watching The Wire? <laughs> right. I thought that might happen. You had that look in your eyes. Like, I'm going to rewatch this. And hey, guess what, y'all? The Wire's fucking great. Yeah. Um, I met someone who has not seen The Wire. Um, Let's just encourage them together. I I don't want to be that person. You're going to be that person. I'm not going to be that person. It's fine. It's fine if you haven't seen The Wire. Maybe you never heard of The Wire. Maybe you don't know what The Wire is. No. Maybe... You don't like good things. <gasps> That's mean. This person likes good things, but she sent me a sad text going. I mean, they sent me a sad text going. <laughs> going On blast. <laughs> going, I've never seen The Wire. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> going to get your name off, Mike. Um, 
It's fine. It's a hell of an investment. It starts slow as hell. We know this. Lord knows if you were watching it week to week. If I was watching it week to week, I might not have kept up with it. But mm-hmm. I mean, definitely by like episode three or four. Um, so it's heroes. Sure. And it presents the police not as they're not exactly lovable characters. Yeah. Like, um, God, I forgot what a douchebag McNulty was. God, he's such a fucking turd. But yeah, yeah, The Wire is great. And now I'm in season two, a.k.a. the worst season, which is not even the worst season. It's just yeah. not what anybody expected. Um, no Borgen? I tried to watch some Borgen this week, but my download didn't work. So I couldn't watch it when I got to work. So we're expecting Borgen next week. You will have a Borgen break next week. I yes. promise you. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. So on that note, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, it's time to get weird, y'all. Super weird. Getting weird this week. We love getting weird. Sometimes. We're going to get weird. And we got snacks to do it with. <laughs> weird snacks to talk about weird stuff when we come back from this break. show this is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other but first Mm. before we do that yes there are rules the first rule is the rule of three yeah it is which is the the rule that uh if your thing comes in parts or pieces or episodes or issues you have to read watch consume three of those things gotta let the thing become the thing it's gonna be you can't just like watch one if you listen to just the first episode of this podcast, oh, man. I would be horrified if you made a judgment on this show based on that first episode. You would think that they're just birds and tubes. You'd be like, why are these people trapped in a plastic tube and what's with all these birds? Um, so, yeah. So, um, this applies to one thing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much the other. Nope. Um, but what does apply is the second rule. Yes. Which is... Hashtag save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Very important to not talk about the things we brought each other until we were sitting in front of these microphones right here. Yes. Because we want to give you, the these. listener, these, these microphones. Those microphones. That's um, great radio. People love that in their headphones. Yeah, they totally love that. Um, because we want to give you, the listener, the freshest and hottest of takes. Takes so good. When you sink your teeth into them, you'll be like, wow. Yeah. It's what we what we guarantee we guarantee it even if the things that we are bringing each other are old yes we still want you to have a a unscripted um uh uh reaction to these and things. hey they might be new to you yeah pretty sure both of these were new to each of us yeah because if they weren't we would have just said i've already seen this because <laughs> that's how the show works Finally, the third rule, which isn't really a rule, is that there will be spoilers. Boy, will there be. If you don't want any kind of spoiler whatsoever, we have some people that we we know and love out there who absolutely don't want to know anything about something they will possibly watch. No. Do not continue listening to this episode. Thanks for hanging. And we're sad to see you go. Give you a good solid front half. Why don't Uh, you uh, Google map your way to the closest nations? Uh you can send us high, th- high fives through the ether. <laughs> it's it's very aggressive high five. High fives. Um, yes, it was nice having you, but you got to go. 
Bye. Because we're going to talk about the things. The things. We uh, like to alternate. So yeah. we're going to start with the thing that Caitlin brought me. That's right. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> I did warn him. The only thing I did tell him was unbelievably long. So long. Real long. Such a long movie. But I, I, I did warn him. So I brought Jordan the 2006 film The Fall. Um, it is an adventure fantasy film directed and co-written by Tarsim Singh, starring Lee Pace, Katinka Untaru, and Justine Waddell. It is based on the screenplay of the 1981 Bulgarian film Yo Ho Ho, um, which, whereas this is like an epic with sort of adventurers, Yo Ho Ho is like an epic with pirates, but they're very, very similar movies. Um, the costume design is by, is by Aiko Ishioka. Um, the film did not make a lot of money. Surprise. And it's one of my favorite films, but for like only aesthetic reasons. How did this movie come to you? Oh, God. Uh, okay. I think. <laughs> it's a nice way of saying, where'd you dig this one up from, Kate? So when I was in university, I started watching, maybe it was before university, I started watching TVOs. They used to have this like oh, Saturday, Saturday night, night at the movies. movies. Rocking it with Elway on Saturday nights. Yep. And I think they were actually doing uh, movies I'd seen before, but I was interested in, but they were doing, um, I don't know if they were doing two Terry Gilliam movies, but they were doing um, uh, Mount Munchausen. Bear Munchausen. Yeah. And maybe something else, or maybe they were comparing two of his movies. Maybe it was Brazil and Bear Munchausen. Um, and this movie came up as like a side note. Just, Elwi was talking about his movies. He just kind of mentioned mentioned it. Yeah. So, or somebody was talking about the movies or mm. someone had mentioned it or it came up as like a watch list or something. And I was like, the ball, this is interesting. Oh, it has Lee Pace in it. Um, and I watched it and it was a long movie, um, but I loved it. And there were a couple of things I loved about it uh, and some things that I was like, I could see why people think this movie is boring. <laughs> um but I will, I'm going to get into the plot and then we can get into talking about it. Um, so the plot is that it's set in Los Angeles in 1915. Uh, stuntman Roy Walker, played by Lee Pace, is hospitalized and he is bedridden and possibly paralyzed after a jump he took in his first film. He meets Alexandria Kintinka Untaru, a young Romanian-born patient in the hospital who is recovering from a broken arm and begins to tell her a story about her namesake. Alexandria is told she has to leave, but Roy promises to tell her an epic tale if she returns the next day. So the next day she comes back. He tells her this. He starts to tell her this, like this epic. Um, and it has all these characters, like literally like plucked out of places in fiction. Um, so there are stories, some stuff he's, you've obviously, it's kind of what I love about it. He's, uh, the Lee Pace character has like pulled from just even their initial conversations with him, like him and Alexandria. Some of it he's pulling from movies and stories and, you know, pulp fiction and adventure stories. And some of it is a misinterpretation by Alexandria, yes, um, which is probably one of my favorite aspects of the film. But anyway, so this epic story starts being told, and um, it's filled with interesting and weird and funny characters, and um, it goes back and forth in between this epic and the real world. Um, and then sometimes there's a merger of both. Um, and yeah, and I really like it. And it has kind of a mostly happy ending, you're pretty sure. Um, I guess. 
But yeah, so Jordan, what did you think about this film? So Kate tells me that this is what I got this week, and I have like never heard of it, no idea. Google it right quick, and I see, oh man, it's by Tarzan. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he is known for doing The Cell, probably most famously. So Yeah, so... Before that, I I have a weird, like, recurring encounters with Tarsim and his body of work. Right. Uh, so first off, for old fucks like me, he first came to prominence for directing the Losing My Religion video by R.E.M. Yes. I mean, I didn't know that until I saw that, but when mm. I saw that, I was like, I could see that. And I don't remember what he did, but, like, he won, like, an MTV Music Award or something, and, like, his speech or the way he was dressed or the way he talked or something, it was like... Oh, he's a fucking crazy weirdo. <laughs> um, so he directed that video and much music back in the day. Yeah. Well, much music used to be, you know, decent. Yeah. This is my real, this is my old man shaking his <laughs> fist at the clouds moment for. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn, you dumb millennials. They used to give Weird Al like a four hour block of programming. Weird Al would do four <laughs> hours worth of programming on much music and they would show it all right. day. Mm-hmm. They just like Al took over and it's Al TV now or it's much Al or whatever. Uh, Al music, that's what they called it, Mm -hmm. Al music. And they did it like three times. And they would do, they would A, either do the thing where Al was pretending to interview somebody and they would just cut it with awkward interview footage. Yep. Or he would actually, you know, in like a pre-Beavis and Butthead kind of way, commentate over the videos. Right. And I just remember him doing, he did the Losing My Religion video. (laughs) And there's like... You know, that's me in the spotlight and the light would flash into the camera and I would just scream every time because it's like you got the, cam- the light flashing in his eyes. What are you doing with that? Like, ow! Focus! He'd just be yelling. He's just yelling at it. So I rem- that's my first encounter with Tarsim is Weird Al making fun of his video. And the second is, friends, take you back to a place called The Loop in Windsor, Ontario. Okay. Which was my go-to bar. Right. And from, yeah, from basically till the day i left windsor right it's my go-to every weekend you go to the loop the loop had this drink called the double mud okay terrible horrifying drink (laughs) i believe it was made up of i'm going from memory here i believe it was gin rum tequila blue curacao no coke no and a little bit of lime mix no no and it cost like eight dollars no so the gist is you bought one of these and you were good for the night (laughs) if you bought two you were fucking insane. I was in my 20s and obviously invincible. So <laughs> I would have I would have at least two of these. And also, if you went to one specific, like the, the manager of the club, right. the Loop was a very... You know, they didn't have the little like stoppers on their liquor bottles, right? Like right. They, were, they were eyeballing it. And we knew if you talked to Jay, you could distract him. <laughs> ah. And he would do the little like down, lift the arm up, you know, that eyeballing for a shot type thing. But if yeah. you talk to him, he'd get distracted and just you see that thing filling with booze. And he'd be like, oh, man, you probably want some Coke in that. <laughs> um, and sometimes they would play, you know, it was like a typical divey type of bar and they'd play shit on screens yeah. around the bar. It was like the first couple episodes of Thundercats or it was like, you know, Akira or something. And one week when I was there, they were showing The Cell. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> The Cell. So I want you to imagine me... <laughs> <laughs> fucked off my mind <laughs> on double muds just shit-faced freaking the fuck out as the cell plays watching someone's organ slowly be yeah it's just like turned. a two-hour long nine inch nails video uh yeah. <laughs> tarsem's uh, a weirdo is what i'm saying so but this is even the weirder part so he does the cell 
the fall, mirror, mirror. Yeah, I went to right? check his IMDb and went, that's interesting. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, he, but he loves the fantastical. And he loves sort of merging the two and shifting the two. That's sort of like his thing. So, watching this movie, I was taken back to when I was on my real, like, watching a lot of Asian live action stuff. I would just go to, like, the weird world cinema right. section in the DVD store or the mm-hmm. HMV or something and just buy something that looked cool. Or if, like, I saw a trailer somewhere. This happened a lot with Japanese live action movies where a trailer would look amazing or even sometimes with anime movies, too, where the movie itself looked amazing. Yeah. The story made no fucking sense. Right. This was that movie. What? It makes sense. Sort of. A little bit. It may understand Kind of makes sense. I'm not going... This is, this is not... I will have some qualms with this movie. Yeah. But, like, this is not Mr. Right. Like... <laughs> Thanks. Dude can work a camera. Like, yeah. Like, the costuming, the shots, the way they're framed. Like, watch this movie just to see that they, these are actual places on the earth that he found. You said this movie didn't make a lot of money. Somebody went fucking bankrupt making this movie. He, well, he, 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 <laughs> he didn't, did. but... That's why he made Mirror Mirror. Yeah, but it was mostly out of his pocket. Mm. Like, he... And he paid all the actors... It said David Fincher and Spike Jones present at the start, so I don't know if they... Pug. Tossed him any money or if they were just like, this needs to be seen by more people, so let's put her name on it. Um, so, yeah, but he's paid for most of it, like millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, and he paid all the actors uh, the same amount, mm. which is a very rare. It's not like the Hollywood style, yeah. but yeah. Um, like, it's gorgeous. Like, it reminded me a lot of like, some of the things he puts on the screen reminded me of like, Felt the same way as, like, the first time I realized, you know, Hodorowski was a person (laughs) and had made these movies. And the first time I saw, like, clips from El Topo or Holy Mountain or something like that, I was like, what are you doing right now? What are these movies? Um, And for me, what always, like, astonishes me is, like, the color. Like, he does something with color that's very... The use of color is very, is very, very striking in this film. But this is, like, a cuddlier version of... Like Hodorowski. It's basically like, oh, yeah. or Spankmeyer or something. Like it even goes like stop. It looks like a tool video in like the last <laughs> somewhere in the last third of the movie. It goes all stop motion, like a yeah. tool video or Jan Spankmeyer. You ever seen him, by the way? I don't think so. Yeah, check out his stuff sometime. All right. Made a version of Alice in Wonderland that used a lot of like, you know, taxidermy rabbits Wait. and skulls and yep. glass eyes and shit. I've seen it. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. Eighties? Eighties? Something 70s? like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, the the movie is gorge, but it's the cuddlier version because you know it's got a adorable chubby faced, you know, she's Romanian girl. Probably one of the most like one of the cutest kid actors. And she's I've pretty seen. cute, but how does anybody understand a word that comes out of that kid's mouth? And, and that's what I love because so much of it was not scripted. So much of it that would make sense because there were a time there were a lot of times in there where I'm like, okay, watching this dialogue is irritating. But it's irritating because it feels like talking to an actual five-year-old who doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, like, even there's, like, something at the very beginning where uh, she talks about how their house got burnt by bad people. And the uh, Lee Pace character is like, oh, I'm sorry. And she repeats herself. 
yeah, yeah. she thinks he's saying, oh, so, oh, oh I sorry, like, sorry, I can't I hear, hear you. you. Um, and even that, that's amazing. But, like, the director did things like to get more natural shots from her, they put that, there was that curtain around the bed. Yes. Um, they do that and they, like, cut a hole in the curtain. So he. Oh, so she would be less aware of the camera type yeah, of thing? And the people, all the people around her. Um, so stuff like that, I thought was really cool. She is adorable walking around with her little arm, old timey arm cast <laughs> propped up, the box. held up at an angle, yeah, holding the box, <laughs> holding the box that she carries around, and then her little matching outfit. <laughs> oh God, it's so cute. Um, so yeah, it's basically it's at the, it's the one part is set in the hospital, and then the other part is the Epic. story that he's telling her, which is basically just a plot to rope her into getting morphine for him because he wants to kill himself. Yes. Plot detail Kate didn't mention, but yeah, he's basically like, I'll finish the story, but you got to come back and got to go here. This guy's stole some pills from me. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not his pills. Not his um, pills. Bring him back and he tries to kill himself, but they were placebo, so they didn't work and he's all mad and shit. Well, even before that, there's a like time before um, she, he tells her to get these pills. Right, but she thought the, she thought the E was, was a backwards a, three, so she only bought him three, three pills. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's her, like, interpretation of the story. So, like, you know, the brother bringing the ice yes, is the freed slave in the story. Yeah. Um, I didn't know who anybody else was. I didn't know who Darwin was. I don't. I didn't recall seeing them earlier in the movie. Uh, I can't remember if they show up or not. Also, yes, Charles Darwin is in this. Uh, he's one of the... Just an adventure. Basically, it's like these five people who have all been wronged by... What the hell is his name? Colonel Odious or it's Commodore Colonel, Odious? No, or? it's something Odious. It's like... Count, not Count Odious. It's... Uh, governor? governor, 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 odious. Um, and when he finally showed up, that was kind of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the actor who stole dude's girlfriend. Also, he's taken losing his girlfriend real fucking hard. Uh, I guess yeah. it was like 1915 and maybe there wasn't a lot, a lot else popping off. No, didn't there have, was not. Didn't have Netflix and he in thought he was paralyzed and he thought that was the end of his movie career and right. Like there's other things going on. Um, um so yeah, you basically have, you have these five people who have all been wronged by what do we say his name was? Governor? Governor. Governor Odious, Odious. somehow. Um, which ranges from, like, put his wife in a crazy maze and then she committed suicide to killing a butterfly. Like, there's <laughs> I, a range. I even thought I have in my notes Luigi's rationale was amazing. is lulls. Because it's like, you make bombs too good. Get out. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill this dude. Fuck him. <laughs> um, again, that's also part of the color luigi wears yellow yep. the, the indian i.e a guy from india so which is funny because i am guessing you caught the fact that the leap oh, he probably meant it as a as a native american and right? he does and he talks about his wigwam and he talks about his yeah, they said squaw a couple squaw. times it seemed odd right but she takes but it she, she envisions it as a person she from works india. with a guy like the, her family is working in this is orange orchard and there's tons of people from all over the world and she has a friend who is from the country india right because he showed up at the end and it's the first time you saw him yeah um and yeah, Charles Darwin's in there as well, and he's got a rockin' pimp coat. I don't know what the hell he's and a, and a monkey named Wallace, who's a, who's a brilliant monkey. <laughs> and they are all making their ways. They meet up with a mystic, yeah. Who basically emerges from a tree on fire. It's Burst a very, from a very tree. Very interesting it's amazing. scene. Um, but I read the Wikipedia on this movie after the fact, and there was I'm, I'm going I'm going to echo the sentiments of the the esteemed late Roger Ebert, who was basically like, "Yeah, did you read this quote?" Or yes, I did. He was basically like, he didn't mean it as a diss. He basically said, "Watch it because it exists." Yes, meaning like this is a thing that should be watched because it's gorgeous. Yeah, but put your like 
film hat on because it's not what's it's not entertaining like it's not like a not really up. but the two hours didn't seem to drag to me no um because it's some of these shots he pulls off oh, are amazing. gorgeous and when i was looking up way way back when Many, many years ago, I was thinking about writing an essay about it. <laughs> did not happen. But I was doing some research and uh, I was like, where did they shoot this thing? Everywhere. They literally <laughs> he went shot fucking it. fucking broke making this movie. Everywhere. Like that place with all the steps when they're first like trapped. Yeah. And it was right before Darwin got shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically he tells, because he's all depressed and suicidal, he tells like a very nihilistic version of the story. Yeah. And she shuts him up though. She's like, no, <laughs> Alexandria is not having it. She's, no. she's like, this is not how the story ends. And he's like, this is my story. And she's like, it is not, it is our story. Like, it's my story too. Um, so it gets better. But as they are getting trapped, there's like Darwin's out on this ledge and the soldiers for count governor odious. Are all these in these like black armor with these giant like helmets on? Yeah, and they're just flooding out of this like into these stairwells that are all like diagonal and kind of form diamonds and yeah. like it's just framed beautifully. It's like you watch this movie to see the shit he shows you because it's not as snotty and incomprehensible as something like Podorowski. No, <clears throat> or a lot of other surrealist movies, but it's it's definitely like it's working at a higher cin- cinemat- cinematographically <laughs> sure Skinima- i almost almost said skin and marinky didn't you do <laughs> um cinematographer on a skin cinema on a cinematography level it's working at a, a higher level yeah the closest thing i can think of is like what's the one that came after crouching tiger hero yeah, the one with all the colors. Where everybody had a, and every person version. had a color. Yeah. And every, there was all the versions of the same story. Yes. Um, as far as like the imagery in it, that's the closest thing I can, I can think of minus, you know, the Kung Fu fighting. Um, but I didn't feel it dragged at all. And I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm put my own hipster pretension hat on. Like I'll give it an eight just for like, Woo. cause it was gorgeous. It showed me things I was not expecting to see. And uh, granted, Birds started coming out of a dude's mouth, and I was like, getting a little too Hodorowsky right now. <laughs> it's a little much. That was the moment watching. I don't know if it was all Topo or the Holy Mountain. A dude got shot, and a bird came out of his bullet hole. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> um, but I don't know where you find this thing. Um, library. Li- library. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure Canopy or Hoopla or one of those probably has it yeah. available for streaming because it's a real, yeah, it's a real library yeah. type of film. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the first place I got it actually from your, was the library. Your local library is yeah. going to have this film. So yeah, definitely, like I said, two hours long. So it's a, it's a hang, but I didn't find it a particularly bad one despite some, the runtime. Grab some, grab some popcorn, some snacks. You, you came out of left field with this one. Excellent. Speaking well, well of done. speaking of left field. So Caitlin says Caitlin hands me this movie and I'm offhandedly say, Oh, Tarsim, we're getting weird this week. And Caitlin's like, Yeah, fuck it, let's get weird. Hit me. Hit me with weird. And this was the first thing that popped into my head for some reason. Probably just the opening credits popped into my head. And that was a television program called Paranoia Agent. Paranoia Agent or Mosodairinin 
is a Japanese anime television series created by director Satoshi Kon. Y'all know him. Satoshi Kon! He bagged. Beep, 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 beep. I don't even have to make the noise anymore. <laughs> Y'all know Satoshi Kon. He has come up multiple times on this show. What did we do? We did Paprika. Yep. And Tokyo Godfathers, yep, I think. Yep, we did. Uh, this is his only television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I think I read that, like, this came out post-Millennium Actress, which was a second movie, but mm-hmm. pre, either pre-Tokyo Godfathers, definitely pre-Paprika. He hadn't done Paprika yet. Right. And basically the gist was like, he had all these ideas, all these things and threads, little fragments kind of, that he wanted to use. They either had to get cut from movies or he didn't want to put them in a movie because he's like, I don't want to, movie takes two years to do. Like, I have too many ideas to put into one movie and it's going to take two years to do and come out and all that type of stuff. Well, maybe TV. I've never done TV. Let's right. let's try this. So I'm basically, I've been working backwards. Because hmm? we did Paprika and then we did Tokyo Godfather. Kind of. Like... Kind of, yeah. Um, but the themes are still there, especially in the first in the first three episodes. The themes he loves to work in are there. Yeah. Uh, what do we have? So this aired, this was 13 episodes. I'll do that again because I was talking over myself. So this was a 13-episode show that aired in from February to May of 2004, I believe. God damn, it was a long time ago. Um, what is this about? This is about a social phenomenon in Musashino, Tokyo, caused by a juvenile serial assailant named Lil Slugger, which is the English, what they call it in English, but they just call him Shonen Bat or Bat Boy. Bat Boy. In, uh, in the Japanese. Uh, the plot relays a large cast of people affected in some way by the phenomenon, usually Lil Slugger's victims or the detectives assigned to apprehend him. As each character becomes the focus of the story, details are revealed about their secret lives and the truth about Lil Slugger. Basically, in the first episode, <coughs> you have a woman who I believe her name is uh, Tsukigo or something like that. Yes. Forgive me. You know, we're terrible with names on this show. Awful. She... She works for a Sanrio-type company. She's a character designer. She's drawn a very popular... She's created a very popular mascot yep. named um, Maroni. Something like that. Pink, huge-headed pink dog. With giant eyes. Giant eyes. It looks like a melty dog. And is uh, kind of in danger of becoming a one-trick pony. Yeah. You know, everybody waiting on the next thing. She's getting very stressed about it. And people are being very, like... All the other coworkers are being very nasty about it. Very jealous. It's like... Because she's the star, but she hasn't come through with a follow-up yet. So yeah. it's like, oh, she only had one idea in her, but she still gets all the... She's not as good as everyone says she is. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. She is very stressed out and anxious. And one night in a parking lot, she feels like she's being followed. She drops her keys under her car, and when she looks up, a nine-year-old, 12-year-old, however old they say he is, like a junior high school boy, yeah. on golden inline skates with a crooked golden baseball bat, whacks her in the face. Yep. And does so to numerous other people as the show goes on. Yes. Um, second episode has to do with a middle school boy yep. who... Also rolls around on golden skates. and he, everybody, fit, he fits the description very well. Much more succinct way of putting it. Yes. yes. He, he fits the description. He's also kind of a snot and arrogant. He's yeah. been the top dog at his school. And some chubby country bumpkin. Named uh, Ushi. Ushi has come to his school. Transferred that year. And had the audacity to run for student council president mm-hmm. against him. Yeah. And he believes this Ushi is the one spreading the rumors that he's Bat Boy. Yep. Uh, right, his name's Yuichi or Ichi, number one. Yeah. 
Um, so he is, he threatens Ushi and is filmed by somebody and then, who then texts it to everybody in his class. Yeah. Things just keep on getting worse and worse. Things get worse and worse for him until, uh, both Uchi, Ushi and Ichi both get smacked by Shonen Bat. Yep. And episode three, oh no, the, uh, the reporter got smacked at the end of episode one as well, right? Yes. There's a correct. scumbag, uh, tabloid reporter. reporter. Yeah. And the police in the first episode think that, uh, the what you think is the main character um is lying possibly mm. about being struck by um by this bad boy yes but then the reporter at the end of the first episode gets smacked yes and the third episode which um i hadn't seen in forever and as soon as i was done watching it I was like holy fuck that was good yeah um is the most satoshi conist of the, the three episodes yes. um, it is about ichi's tutor who he doesn't need, but is no. just there for social reasons, and he low-key has a crush on. Low-key? Um, not low-key about it at all. <laughs> and her mm, split personality disorder. She yes. is, uh, agrees to marry the, I guess he's the owner of the tutoring company type of thing. Like, they work together, I, I feel like. I feel like they work together. Yeah. It's not but, really explained, but. No, no, it's, he works, she, because she also works as a researcher. Oh, is that what it is? I think he works with her at the research place. Um, and she is slowly coming apart at the seams because she has a second personality named Maria who works as a call girl. Yep. Um, She's prostitute. Yep. And takes control kind of without her will and leaves her voicemails and. Yeah. Which I actually really like. Things of that sort. And uh, she gets smacked by Shonen Bat at the end of that episode. And yep. That's where we left it after Shonen Bat just smacking the shit out of everybody. Everyone. Um, if you're not careful, he'll smack the shit out of you. He'll smack the shit out of you too. Caitlin? Yeah. Within minutes of rewatching this show for yeah. my customary rewatch, I was alarmed to remember just how kind of formative this was mm-hmm. a show for me in my anime watching mm-hmm. and just how much I loved it. Um, cause I think I forgot how much I loved it. I actually didn't see the whole thing for years. I only had like the DVD that had the first four episodes on it. Ooh. That's all I had forever. I did see the whole thing eventually. Um, but I'm probably back in for a full rewatch cause I was like, man, this show was good. It's like, what time is it? You're watching the wire and this It's like, <laughs> I'm back in time, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just killing, t- killing 2004. I'm loving this show all over again. Caitlin, you're coming to it fresh. What did you think of it? Um, so I didn't know when it was made. It's beautiful. Done by Studio Madhouse, which was a uh, Satoshi Kon studio so with a couple fact, other people. The fact that it's beautiful and you say 2004, mm. I'm like super fucking impressed. <laughs> um, it is very interesting, very weird. The, I have a. I now have a beef with something that I have found in many animes. Oh, the title doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the title has nothing to do with the show at all, from what I can tell. There's no agent. Paranoia Bukhari sweat agent. There's no agent. It's like using. There's no paranoia. There's like maybe a um... little second episode. There's maybe a mm, okay second and third episode maybe there's a little bit of paranoia specifically second because when uh ichi is seeing all the those weird like faces he kind of has a hallucination of some sort he's like having a breakdown and like all the he's always afraid afraid all these people are going to like hate him and attack him and you know so that's there's paranoia there there's paranoia about ushi ushi um sure the other kid um and there's also things like i just love 
how everything looks really real. And then Satoshi Khan will be like, bloop. Like, he'll just, like, put something in there that's, like, like the thing coming Hi. to life. And Hi. Hi, did you forget I was here? Boop. Boop. Did you forget this was going to be weird? Boop. Um, so even, like, the old man, like, mm. I... I I co- well, they they show that like her room number is what the equation was five oh one. Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. Oh yeah. So and then the other equation he does, it's a one, and like Ichi, but one. Where does this old man come? Where's the old homeless woman? Like I'm. Oh, from the credits. Oh no, they were looking for her, right? Yeah, yeah. I just like. I don't know what their involvement is. The cops is. were looking for. I don't know what their involvement is. I know she was around before What's-Her-Face got attacked, but, like, yeah. So there's all these strings. Shonabad is apparently real. He speaks to Suki yeah. after smacking the reporter. What he's, he says, I'm He says back. to Daima, which is, which is what you say when you come home. Oh. Whenever you return from somewhere, you say to Daima. Oh, I, I think, think in the... In the, the subtitles sub said hello hi, again. Hello again, yeah. Um. So, anyway, so... I was mad at the title because it like it was not what I was watching. Kim's got beef with inaccurate English. Yep. Um, I want it. I want an, there to be a better title. So if you could invent a better title, anyone out there, and send it to me, I'll just call this by that title from now on. <laughs> um, but like when the what's it, the thing she created starts talking to her, yes, and it's like super norms. She like doesn't freak out at all. She's just like this is a normal thing. I'm like, oh, there is some like crazy going on here mm-hmm. right um when ichi like has his breakdowns and has, is seeing people all warped and stuff i'm like oh there's some crazy going on here um i can't remember Hito- hitoma is that the third the tutor the tutor i don't remember her name no unfortunately the tutor um i'm fine with her having uh disassociative personality disorder i think that's what they call it um but did she have to be a prostitute? Like, <laughs> it's just one, it's kind of a bit of a trope, right? You have a very buttoned down one side and the other side is very wild. Yeah. Um, so, but like the fight scene at the end? So at the end, yes, her her two personalities are manifesting and battling it out with each other. But they're in the not. Of the street. But it's because just, it's it's just, just her. her, like pulling her own hair and stuff and like beating herself up. Very fight club. And right? when the headlights finally go over her face and she's yeah. got basically like clown makeup on. I, was, I totally forgot about that. When that happened, I was like, Oh shit, that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there were amazing scenes. Episode three is like very reminiscent of his first movie. Perfect blue. Okay. Oh, um, um I, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we've talked briefly. We've talked about it. It's yeah. very, you might get that sooner than later. Um, very, but very Hitchcockian as far as this like different roles and personalities and what's real and what's not. Yeah, type of thing. Um, that's what I was immediately struck by on the rewatch. Was like, oh, this is like perfect blue redux. Like he's just doing yeah. it in a much faster half hour type format. Um, yeah, and I like sort of. There's like, you know, there's stuff going on in the background, like you. It just everything pops, if that makes any sense. Like, you mean just, like visually or just just like narratively? No, just there's like level. There, there's layers to things, mm. right? Um, whichever they like. Um, What'd you think of the opening credits? Weird. Which I adored from jump. I remember when I popped that DVD in and fired it up. I was like, oh, here for this show. I found them really weird. Again, I don't find them connected at all no. to the show. 
in any way, shape, or fine. I thought the show was going to be about suicide, but it was not. Uh, it's basically all the characters. First of all, the theme song sounds like nothing else no. on any anime theme you've ever heard. Yeah. And it's just the characters standing motionless with differing backgrounds, just laughing. Laughing, but like creepy laughing? Kind of maniacally. Like Joker laughing? Sometimes they're in the streets and sometimes there's a mushroom cloud behind them and sometimes they're on the moon while bombs go off on Earth. Sometimes <laughs> and, they're underwater. And sometimes they have, they're on the top of a building holding their shoes, very much like <laughs> someone's about to jump off. Yep. So, yeah. Um, even the opening, very opening of the first episode, wherever all these people making excuses. Oh, that right. was really interesting. Oh, were they, well. was that the thread? They were all making excuses for why they couldn't yeah. do things. Oh, I didn't yeah. even catch that. Look at you. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. Uh, yeah. So, all making excuses about whatever, whether I can't meet up or it wasn't my fault or mm. yeah, there no one was taking responsibility, and that's a theme. And that's basically. But having given myself a quick like recap on what ultimately happens in the show, yeah, that's basically the thing. I don't know what ultimately happens, so things are a little disconnected right now. <laughs> Um, I'm getting some threads of stuff. Episode three ends with an overheard TV report that little slugger has been apprehended. Yes. But like, I still don't know if things are weird though. Right. Like, yeah, they're just weird <laughs> because there, you have all this stuff where, so at first it was like, oh, he doesn't really exist. And then it was, oh, no, he's been attacking other people. But then things are, like, coming alive and being weird and we got got <laughs> personalities. And, yeah, so things are a little disconnected right now. Um, it's good. And Little Slugger, like, sort of weaves through all of these things. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yeah. So even when you were talking about the overarching theme, I'm like, oh, are they having some kind of mass hallucination? Like... But what is that from? Anyway, so I don't know, really know what's going on. If that makes any sense. He is explained. Good. Because some animes don't want to explain anything to you. Um, and they're like, you know what? The world starts over and everyone's an angel. <laughs> Devil may cry, baby. Um, I, don't, I don't know how clearly it does it. But it's, there are definitely elements that go batshit crazy. Because mm -hmm. it's you know an anime. And it's a Satoshi Kon anime. But... As far as, like, what Little Slugger is yeah. and where he came from, like, that is clearly explained. Okay. There is some suspension of disbelief that will have to come with that. Well, it um, is a Satoshi Khan movie, <laughs> yes. so that's um, fine. But I'm down with that. It would be a good time getting there. Um, so it, it, was, it was weird enough? You were, it was weird. Um, weird. I would give it a seven. Cool. Um, again, really beautiful, actually. Like, in a in a way that you can be impressed by how it looks, <laughs> um, I was. I just I thought that they did some cool things. With and it's Satoshi Khan, so I mean the yeah. characters do not look like not know, like regular big eyed. No. no, when you think what you think, they don't look like Sailor Moon. No. Tessa got the stuff like like even the the first character, the main female character, the artist. She has like a little button nose kind mm. of thing. So like one thing I noticed stuff. it happens twice is like. Either when they get stressed out or they sneeze or something or they get emotional and they're about to cry. It happens to Ichi as well. Their noses get red. I just thought it was like <laughs> a nice little touch, yeah. like that, that little attention to detail. Um, but yeah. Something you'll stick with. 
I don't know. I might come back to it. Yeah. There's so many things. So- I looked at my list the other day and I'm like, <laughs> all these people listen to our show are like, when's she going to get back to like this thing from first season? When's she going to finish pasta? <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. I don't know when I, I have a gardening show I watch now. Like my time is filled. Man, I'm going to check out that gardening show this afternoon. So good. I got all the snacks. I'm going to check out that gardening show. Um, so yeah, it, I, I don't know. I would like to come back to it. Um, I do like Satoshi Kon. Like Tokyo Godfathers to me is just fantastic. So mm. sometimes if people are like, I don't know what anime, I'm like Tokyo Godfathers. I don't watch anime, but Tokyo Godfathers. <laughs> but Tokyo Godfathers. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a it was a very solid seven, and it might go up. I just don't know yet. In three years, when she gets to it, yeah. long after this podcast is over and we've moved to other cities, she'll hit me up. Mm. We haven't talked in years. She'll just hit me up randomly. She's like, Oh my god, Paranoia Agent was great. It was great. It needs another title though. It needs another <laughs> name. Um. Will make you miss Satoshi Kon, though. <laughs> By episode three, I was like, oh, man, I miss this dude. So This dude was so incredible. Uh, I don't know where that is. I had DVDs that I gave to Caitlin, so I don't know. That might be on your Crunchyrolls or your Funimations or one of these, but eh, have, have, have a gander. It might be on YouTube. I find a lot of stuff on YouTube. I think definitely part of it definitely is on YouTube. Um, definitely check that out if you're so interested. And if you do check it out. You can let us know what you thought of it at any of our socials. Ooh. First and foremost. Ooh, segue game. Segway, so good. Wow. First and foremost, the Twitter at GeekdownPod. Get above Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also our Instagram. Not really made for communicating, but I mean, if you want to send us a sweet photo of yourself listening to the show. Or, or eating cool snacks. Or, yeah, show us your snacks. We want to see your snacks. We need snacks. We need snack recos, friends. Especially from people who are closer to Japan than we are. Even by a matter of a couple thousand kilometers. <sighs> the sass. The sass I have to deal with, y'all, I tell you. Instagram, yes, is at GeekdownPod. You can email us, full grocery list of snacks you feel we need to yeah. we need to consume as soon as possible at geekdownpod at gmail.com. Or you can recommend uh, pages of Japanese snack companies for us to like via our Facebook group. www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Hit them up. Sometimes I remember the Facebook group exists and I share things with y'all like that article that said, hey, The Expanse is actually one of the best shows in the world. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I will get back to that once I finish The Wire. I just, I literally just realized, I think third season started airing. Oh my God. Like, like now, fuck it did. Oh my gosh. I haven't been watching it. You got to get the fuck out. (laughs) This is done. End of the podcast. I thought we were about to have a gas-free episode this week, but it's here, y'all. The the gasp is here. (laughs) I'm like hyperventilating. Caitlin has got to go. She's got to get some expansion. I was supposed to go to the aquarium tonight. I don't know if that's happening. Have y'all can miss. You can tell she's going without me. (laughs) Miss me with your aquarium visit. But we might not even be going. We might just (laughs) go home to watch the expansion. Caitlin's going to kick the door into the car and be like, we got to (laughs) go. So, that'll just about do it. Thanks so much for hanging, friends. My name's Jordan Ferguson. My name's Kate McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Remember to smile when you talk. <laughs>